The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Women's Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericawomen.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management. Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders recognized in their fields who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Welcome, and it's so good to have you here. Uh, I have a very special guest today, and if you'd like to know how team building tips from a national champion basketball coach and two-time Olympian can help you in your business. Well, we've got it here today with, a, like I said, a very special guest, and she's Coach Sherry Wynn. Uh, coach Wynn has been practicing leadership as an elite athlete as well as a collegiate basketball coach. She's an expert on coaching leaders and team members to championship status. And she shares with us, and will today, her winner principles, which will allow you to rejuvenate, invigorate, and stimulate both you and your team members to become agents of change. And don't we all want to have that happen? So let's welcome Coach Wynn today on the show. Coach Wynn, welcome. Hi. How are you? It's awesome to be alive today, isn't it? Oh, it's such a beautiful day here. A little cloudy, but it's uh, it's just it's amazing to be outside and just to be able to experience nature on a day like today, right? Oh yeah, I already had my morning walk. I get up in the morning and walk my dogs outside and just breathe and this breathe in this beautiful Montana scenery and the beautiful Montana air, and that helps me get started for the day. And Coach, when you were going to tell me today what your morning habit is before you ever sit down and start working on your business. Well, so, you know, feeding yourself or fueling yourself is essential, and most people don't realize how important that is, but you can't give what you don't have, so you have to continually, you know, feed yourself so you're able to give to others, and one of the things that I do is I get up at usually about 5.45, I have a series of exercises that I do, and then I do meditation, and I do reading, I have to drink a certain type of, like, drink in the morning celery juice for my health and then I turn around and that juice that and then I have uh, to make my breakfast which is again you know all nutritional foods and then I take my dogs for a walk and in the walk I you know I do things like just um, say you know an attitude of gratitude just recognizing the beauty around me being thankful for things uh, re- you know just just pay attention to all the great blessings that are in my life and recognize those and say them out loud, I'm so thankful for. So it's about a three-hour um, start to my morning, you know, through the reading process and the meditation and all of that before I sit down to start my work. That is amazing. And so it's become more of a ritual for you as well as a habit? Yeah, it is a ritual. It is It is like the, you know, to fuel myself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, physically, 
before the day begins. Um, you know, I've had a lot of health issues with chronic pain and things like that. And this is the way that I'm able or capable of making it through my day um, and feeling good, not letting not letting a physical impairment stop me from feeling joy, peace, uh, and getting work done. Not letting that develop into, you know, negativity and drawing me with you know, poor me stories. Right. So, Coach Wynn, who would you say you are as a person, as a business owner, as a speaker, as a coach? Who are you? Wow. That's, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> who am I? Well, you know, at the, at the base of everything, I think you have to say something like, uh, I'm a miracle. I mean, I, I just really believe that all people are. And, and why I say that is, is that, you know, we're, we were really born as miracles. We were born to come on earth and to do something amazing. And most of us forget the way and we forget who we are. We spend a lot of time being angry or mad because things didn't work out the ways we, we wanted them to work out. We get upset about things and, and we forget we're a miracle. We forget the, that we're all born to be winners. We're all born to do something special and significant. And it may not be that you, you make the most money in the world, but you're, you're here to influence or to change somebody's life or to say something that really impacts somebody or to write a book or whatever it is that you do. It is important and it is a miracle that you're here. And so at the base, at the very base of my soul, I feel like that's who I am. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, um, why do you do what you do? Why did you become a coach? Why do you coach people now? What was in that miracle that moved you onto that path? Well, I think it's because I didn't know that I was. I huh. think, you know, as, as you know, life uh life's challenges came in front of me. And even though, you know, I'm, a, I'm an all-American athlete, I'm a two-time Olympian, I was a valedictorian, I've had, you know, a lot of honors and awards, you know, that I can paste up on my walls. But inside all, all of those, there was a lot of misery and doubt, insecurity, pain. And, you know, because I felt that and felt it so deeply, I knew that there was a lot of other people out there that also were suffering and their outside may look great. I mean, the, the trophies or awards or, or banners or things you can paste on your wall might be great, but it doesn't mean that your inside is lined up with those things. So my hope is, as I write books and as I speak to people and as I coach individuals one-on-one is that somebody hears my message and it, and it starts them on a journey of change. And we'll be right back. America Women's Channel, a leader in the forward movement of women's success. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Voice America Women's Channel a leader in the forward movement of women's success. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at dare to dream with linda.com now back to leadership stars welcome back and i'm here with my very spectacular guest coach win and we were in the middle of um a, an answer to a question i asked about why do you do what you do and we talked a little bit about life challenges um, that there you may have a lot of awards a lot of honors but that inside you may be hurting. And so the outside looks great, but the inside is a mess. And you were telling us why you coach folks like this. Right. That's exactly why I get on stages to speak is exactly why that I coach people one-on-one or that I uh, write books because I know, I know there's so much pain out there. I understand that there are people walking around that look okay on the outside, but on the inside, they're having a meltdown. And that impacts everything they do. If you're a leader and that's how you are on the inside, don't kid yourself and believe that you're not impacting the people that are around you. You can't put on the facade for long because people feel your energy. They feel it. And so it's incredibly important for you to continue, for yourself and for the people around you, for you to continue to grow, to expand, to, to, to come back to the knowledge and the awareness that you were you are meant to be a winner. You're meant to be a miracle and that you are. Okay. And that leads right into you've written a book titled Unleash the Winner Within, a success game plan for business, leadership, and life. And you talk about the win philosophy. Could you explain a little bit more about that to our listening audience? Sure. Sure. Um, the W stands for widen the separator gap. And, and in order to be a winner in life, you can't just do the givens. Now, see, what most people do, and they do the givens. They do exactly what they're supposed to do. So it's a given that if you have a job, you go to your job on time. That's a given. That's nothing special. It's a given that you do the work you're supposed to do, and you do it in a satisfactory manner. Those are all givens. That's not going to separate you and give you those things that you really desire. If you want to be a separator, you have to separate yourself from the people who just do the givens. And that means that you're going to look for those bigger rewards the more you separate yourself. And so you widen the separator gap 
from doing by doing something different or something unique. You can't just do the givens and expect yourself to have this huge reward. And that's what widen the separator gap means. And then I is identify I am as your power words. And that's huge because people don't understand the power of the words I am. Most people don't even listen to their internal language because most of the time we say things like I'm stupid or I'm not big enough or I'm not strong enough or I'm not smart enough or I'm not good at technology or I'm, we, we identify with I'm nots and we don't even hear what we're saying and then we want something that requires us to think differently. And so the two most powerful words in the universe are the words I am because whatever you, whatever you say after those words becomes your truth. And so the power of the I am words are incredibly strong and listening to them, changing them, aligning them with, with more positive words gives you that opportunity to be who you want to be. And then the end is navigate success. A lot of people think that there are people that are just lucky. There are people who have a special DNA. They were born in the right parents in the right place at the right time. So they should, you know, those are the lucky ones. Mm-hmm. And it's not true. They just have this thought that keeps them locked into where they are. You have to navigate success. You can't just expect it to come to you. You have to navigate it and get there. I mean, any person, and I don't care who you look at, any individual who's achieved anything great, and it could be money, it could be, you know, athletic honors, it could be whatever, they've navigated their success. They might have had some talent, but they've spent time and effort and energy navigating success to get where they are. And that's the win philosophy. That's that's fascinating. And I wanted to go, kind of go back to the identify I am. You spoke about I'm not good enough. I'm not wise enough. I'm not successful enough. And uh, I've talked recently about whenever we put a negative in something, the brain doesn't hear that. It hears I'm stupid. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm, you know, right. I'm, I'm a failure, that kind of thing. And so you're absolutely right. If you want to um, identify, really identify I am as your power words, you also have to identify that you have to take the not out of it. So that it truly sets you up for the positive things that you want to have happen in your life, right? Absolutely. Your brain thinks in images. It doesn't think Mm -hmm. in words. I mean, if I were to say to any of the listeners out there, elephant, nobody is going to say, oh, yeah, E-L-E-P. You don't (laughs) think that way. You see an image. You see this big gray mask, you know, this mass of, of big animal. But you don't think of, you know, in words. We think in images. So when we think of something... And you say, I'm not, you don't hear the not because we don't, we don't see an image of not. Right. We see an image of what happens after that because our mind thinks in images. If you don't think that's true, just think about this for a second. Whatever you do, the listeners who are listening, don't think about your kitchen floor. Whatever you do, don't think about it. Don't think about the color of your kitchen floor. Don't think about the texture of your kitchen floor. Don't think about how the kitchen floor matches or doesn't match your cabinets, match or doesn't match your walls. Don't think about your kitchen floor. Now, I'm going to guarantee you that every single one of you who are listening right to your kitchen floor. Yes, that's how that's how our brain works, and so it's very important that we recognize, you know, the negatives don't help us with the images. You know, exactly. if you've had a yeah, if you've had a kid and you said to this to kid, "Don't touch that," and your child touches it, that's not their fault. Mm-hmm. They touched it because they they imagined the touch. You sent them to the touch because you asked them to go there. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I had. Um, a couple of wonderful people who deal with brains and the, the whole um, 
subconscious and how it keeps us safe. And it makes sure that the external world looks like the internal world. So if you're going to change something, it needs to be, you have to change your thoughts. And obviously from that goes feelings, actions, and results. And so you're absolutely right. If you, you have to change those thoughts, those images to what you want, not what you don't want. Absolutely. And it's a challenge. I mean, if you if you really pay attention to your thoughts, you would be amazed at how many negative thoughts that we own. In mm. fact, the average person is about 80% of your thoughts, and we have about 60,000 of them a day. About 80% <laughs> of those thoughts are negative. And you're like, what? But it's true. We're, we're so inundated. Think about this. With news, it's negative. With shows that are negative. Mm-hmm. You know, drama-filled shows because drama sells. But where's the positive input? Where are we receiving that? Well, it's definitely not on the news. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It, it, it just amazed me when the headlines run. And it's really mind. not in many shows. When I stand in audiences and I ask audiences, raise your hand if you watch five positive television programs a week. Five. T- I rarely get a hand that's raised unless well, somebody says, I don't watch TV. Okay, great. But we don't watch, we don't have that input of positivity coming through us. And so that is why I said, when I wake up in the morning, I start with, you know, I start with the positive. And we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Let leadership expert Linda Patton be your guide to uncovering the leader that lives within you and that you are meant to be. Through her signature training programs and workshops, Linda takes you every step of the way to help you tap into your personal leadership power, design a clear vision, build a loyal, effective team, and create a practical plan to make your dream come true. Get started now by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Voice America Women. Your passion starts here. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. 
That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. And I'm here with my guest, Coach Wynn. And we've been talking about her Wynn philosophy, um, widen the separator gap, identify I am as your power word, and navigating success. And I think that's really a very powerful way to live your life, Coach Wynn. Um, I did want to ask you, though, as a, as a two-time Olympian, um, you learned the, uh, the essence of strategic planning because you planned to be uh, an Olympic star at age seven, <laughs> and and you reach the goal what at age twenty three, and then again at age twenty seven. So, first of all, tell us about that journey, and then I want to know uh, what you learned about planning that allowed you to get there. So, t- tell me about the adventure, and and then how you did it. Well, at the age of seven, I walked into the living room. My parents were going crazy. My grandparents were going crazy. They were crowded around a black and white television set. The Olympics Games were on, the 1968 Olympic Games were on. My parents and grandparents were screaming, USA, USA. And I looked at my parents, I looked at my grandparents, I looked at the television set, I'm like, I want to do that. <laughs> you know, you know I was just, there was just some excitement and adoration and feeling and emotion about that. And I thought, that's, that's it, that's what I want to do. And literally at the age of seven, I mean, the next day, me and Jack LaLanne, those of you who can remember Jack LaLanne, mm-hmm. uh, started you know, started working out. I mean, I was like in front of the TV with Jack LaLanne doing his push-ups and his jumping jacks and all those kind of things. And I just thought that being an Olympian would be an amazing feat. It would be um, something that not very many people get to achieve. It is uh, when you walk through an open ceremony and there's 80,000 people screaming USA, um, you're, t- you're rubbing elbows with all kinds of stars and athletes and the moment of playing is just so extraordinary. Um, I just dreamed from the age of seven, I started having a vision in my head of what that looked like, how it felt like, and that vision and the feeling, the emotion with the vision uh, drove me forward to achievement uh, through all the obstacles and challenges that there were. And that's the important thing for anybody listening. You have to have a vision, but not just a vision. You have to have connected with the vision, that great emotion that goes with it that helps you drive past your challenges. Mm-hmm. So, Coach Wynn, what w- I'm, I'm sorry. I know you coach basketball. What was your sport in the Olympics? The sport in the Olympics was called team handball, which is like soccer using the hands or water polo on land. It's not related to racquetball like most people think. So it's actually on a court that's um, uh, 40 feet longer than a basketball court and 20 feet wider. Mm -hmm. The goals look like miniature soccer goals and the ball looks like a miniature soccer ball. And so instead of kicking it like you would in soccer, you throw the ball. Very fast paced game, very aggressive. And I'm curious, where did you find a coach who could coach you with that? Because that's not a um, what what I would call a popular sport. <laughs> not in the United States, no. no. It is. It's the second most popular sport in the world. Oh. So if you get outside the United States, if you were to go to uh, Russia, or you were to go to Germany, or you were to go to Iceland, Norway, Sweden, Denmark. I mean, these are. It's a huge sport in all those countries. Um, but in the United States, it just, you know, it's one of those things that one door was closed for me and uh, another door opened. And sometimes, 
you know, you've heard that old thing about, oh, yeah, when one door closes, there's another one. And everybody goes, yeah, whatever. But it's true. <laughs> it's really true. Sometimes the door needs to be closed. It needs to be slammed mm-hmm. before you can see another opportunity. And that's exactly what happened. I was playing college basketball. Things weren't working out well for me. Um, and there's a whole backstory to that. But things weren't working out well for me. And um, I ended up quitting the team after there's a huge... Uh, I don't want to say a locker room um, conflict where my teammates just jumped all over me and I just couldn't emotionally handle that anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I, I quit. I went into deep despair. I thought life was over. And then all of a sudden, I have a classmate who says, hey, we play this sport called team handball. Uh, you know, as, as a here at Texas A&M, you're going to love it. It's a club sport. Come try it out. Well, I had nothing because I had nothing else to do. I tried, <laughs> I tried it out. And loved it. And I was able to go with the team, the club sport to New York City, the national tournament, where the national team coach saw me play. And I had really rough skills, really raw skills, but he could see I was an athlete. And he invited me to join the national team and start training. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the journey. I mean, like I said, sometimes we just get so caught up on the negative of that door that was slammed that we don't even open ourselves up to possibilities. Wow. So what what about the the planning piece? You was that um, setting yourself goals and that kind of thing? Oh man. Absolutely. When I was like when I was I thought I was going to be a, an Olympian in basketball. And I had, you know, I had goals for, you know, what I wanted to average a game, how many points I wanted to average, how many assists I wanted to average, how many rebounds I wanted to average. I, you know, at every game, I checked those goals. I had goals if I wanted to be, you know, the all-conference or if I wanted to be all-district, if I wanted to be all-state. I mean, I had all kinds of goals. And after every game, you know, I would check my stats and I would see, did I reach my goal or not? I mean, when you play a sport, you have immediate stats you can look at and it helps you decipher whether you're there or not. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when I was young, um, if I didn't make my, if I didn't make my, you know, stats for that game I would go in the gym an extra 45 minutes the next day to make sure I was preparing for that next game mm-hmm. so I had all kinds of dreams and and that's why when things didn't work out in basketball I thought my dream of being an Olympian was over and it actually just started I mean all the training I had done for being in a basketball Olympian really transferred into being a team handball Olympian all right um, so in in this discussion Coach Schwinn, you talked about vision and the fact that you need to link your vision with the emotions. So what is the importance of cultivating vision, especially for teams? You coached a national championship team and you took your team to 10 national tournament appearances. Mm -hmm. So how did you coach them into a championship mindset and vision? That's so important because it's not a one-time thing. You know, I talk to I talk to I go out and talk to companies now, and, and talk to them about their cultures and and their mission statement, and their vision, and all those things. And oh yeah, we have one. You know, I get that. Oh yeah, we've got one. <laughs> I said, well, do your people know it? Do they believe it? Do they feel it? Well, we say it once a year, or we bring it out once a year. But no, no, no. I'm like, no, no, no. You can't. Can you imagine an athletic team? And you would say to them, okay, at the beginning of the year, we want to be national championships, national champions. But that's the only time you bring that up. It's the only time you, you apply that vision or you talk about it. It's got to be an all-time thing, not a one-time thing. And so, you know, we would have um, our goal and we would talk about it and we would talk about how it would feel and we would do things. I mean, I had players do uh, vision boards. You know, I had them do dream boxes. We had to do, you know, we did all kinds of things to keep that vision in place 
would talk about how it would feel, you know, after we won and what did we want to do after we won the game. We would have those kind of things so that we would really apply that vision to it. And I would use statements like, you know, this game is the type of game that can help us become the players we want to become. It's the type of game that's going to help us build into the champions that we want to be. I mean, we would just use language like that all the time. It was not a one-time thing. It was an all-time thing. So, Coach Wynn, what you're saying is that you involved all five senses with the teams in order for them to see it, smell it, taste it, feel it, all of that, yes? Absolutely. Absolutely. It has to be so much in, it has to be more than just I want to be. It's got to, you have to feel that you are. Mm -hmm. If you can't feel it, you'll never get there. If you doubt it too much, I mean, we all have doubts. I'm not saying, you know, one doubt is going to ruin it. But if you can get that feeling, if you can see it so much in your head and get the feeling inside you, you're almost there. You're so close to being there. It's, It's unbelievable. You're just, you know, you're so close. But most people are afraid to feel it because they're afraid of the disappointment if they don't get it. Well, and Coach Wynn, isn't that what most Olympians do? They have sort of that ritual before they get on the diving board or before they do a swim or get in a game or whatever, where they actually see themselves go through the game or the swim or whatever it might be. Michael Phelps talks about this. Um, and so that by the time they get in the water, they've already experienced it maybe five or ten times before they actually hit the water or before they start the game. Would you say that's true? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's why that's why athletes have such a big ritual. I mean, they mm-hmm. put their socks in a certain way or they have to have a certain music <laughs> they're going to listen to or they have to, you know, and they get crazy if they don't have the ritual completed. Mm-hmm. And I get that because it's it's a mind thing. Like it's really getting your mind to the place you want to get for that super is the superior performance. And so you do. And, and we think, well, that's just athletics. But no, it's everything. No, I saw so everything. I so agree with that. I'm working with women right now who are what I want to say are creating movements who are, want to see change in the world and have a specific aspect that they want to change. So they want to change a, a part of the fabric of the world. And one of the things I, I say to them is don't let the genie go back in the bottle. So you may have set that first vision of I want to have this event or I want to have, you know, I want to speak in front of a group of five people. I want to, whatever it might be. And then you do that and you haven't built the next vision. And so, you know, you sort of get sucked back behind the curtain and the genie's gone back in the bottle. And then Absolutely. Maybe, maybe next year, you, it sounds like the companies are like that. You know, they, they bring genie out once a year, tell the company what they're <laughs> going to do, and then they suck her back into the bottle and go, okay, that was good enough. We don't need her anymore. Uh, and, that, <laughs> and that's so not true. Right. Um, we need right. to... Um, in, in essence, we have to have a plan for our visions so that mm-hmm. we continue to keep moving forward um, until we actually make that change in the world. And then it's a question of, well, what's next? What's the next change I want to make? You know, we were able to do this. Now, can I do it for the world? You know, can I do it for, it was for my school district that we got arts in. Can I see if we can't get it to the rest of the school districts in the area? And how about the the state? Can we do it in our region? How about in in the, mm-hmm. the whole United States, you know, that kind of thing. It's, it's just building that movement larger and larger. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think you're so true about how many people put things back in the bottle. I was thinking about how one time we, we had uh, one of my teams that surprised ourselves. And so we had 
uh, achieve something that we really didn't know that we could. And so we had reached a, the elite eight. We had gotten in the top eight. We thought we could get Ooh. the top 16. We reached the top eight. And we were so freaked out by that. We didn't sit down and talk about, okay, n- now what? And we right. failed because we just weren't, re- we, were, we were surprised and we weren't prepared for the next step. We just didn't get to that next vision in our heads. And so it's so crucial that we keep that and, and that we, you know, we achieve something. We don't stop and go, well, okay, good, done. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's, another, there's another step. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and it's just so crucial that we, and we put ourselves in a box and we say that, you know, put ourselves back in the bottle. We put ourselves in a box. We're like, well, we did it. So that's it. It's over. And it's also surprising to me how many people never, ever have a dream after that initial dream of I want to have a family with a car and a house. And, and then they stop and they freak out because it's like, well, I did everything. And you're, <laughs> but you're only 45. I mean, what are you going to do the next 45 years? Exactly. Well, and it, it also has to do with when you roll over in the morning and you, you, you look at your husband and you go, is this all there is? You know, mm. surely there must be more to this life than what, you know, I, 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 as you said, I've done everything that I had set a vision for. Now what? Mm. Uh, and it's, it's how do you um, take that dream off the shelf, dust it off, open it up, and reimagine it and build the vision around it. You know, whether it's you want to run a marathon or you want to uh, travel the world, you want to write a book, you know, whatever it might be, and set that vision and just and move into it, right? Absolutely. But the thing is, is people are so afraid of failure. Like, they're so yeah. afraid they're going to fail. And you're going to. So let's just get that off the, let's get it off the table. You will fail in, in some of the steps you're taking towards your goal. You're going to. It's just, you know, if you just go in thinking, I'm going to fail, then you don't get so upset. We're going to fail in some of the steps. This, the failure is what leads you to the next aha moment. Mm-hmm. It's what gets you to the next step so you can get to the next step. It's that people quit because they go, well, I failed. And so they give up. We, that's just your learning process. That's what it's, learning is called. It's a series of a steps of failures to get you to the thing you want. But we're so afraid to fail, we won't even go there. Or we take a few steps and we're like, see, tried, didn't work. And we stop. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, and, and if you think about it, you know, all the great uh, inventors, um, artists, whatever, um, have failed. And I, I think it's Einstein who said, you know, I, I failed so many times um, that I now know all of these ways that it's not going to work. Right. Yeah. But it's okay for Einstein to have said that because he achieved so much. We're not Einstein. That's how people think. I'm not Einstein. Yeah. Well, no, you, but you're you. You're the miracle that you came to be. And so what is it that you want? I mean, it doesn't It doesn't have to be, you know, the big, I'm going to be the leader of a company that has a billion dollars in sales. It doesn't have to be that. It can be, like you were mentioning, it can be, you know what, I just want to be a better parent. I want to run a marathon. Or I want to, you know, I'd like to lose this weight. Or I would like to feel better about myself. Or I would just, I mean, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it takes a series of steps, and you're not going to find every one of them successful immediately. Exactly. That's a part of it. Yeah. So in working with large organizations, not only um, coaching um, teams and that kind of thing, but you've been working with major corporations, um, what are the major detriments for them when they implement a new vision or strategic plan? 
Well, you know, one of it is you got to get people on board. That's mm-hmm. the hardest thing is because people, are, they resist change. They want to stay in their comfort zone. It's like, oh, my comfort zone. I want to stay here because I feel good in it. And people freak out about change, <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> and you have to get them on board and to, to help them understand that, guess what? You know, I always, I always talk about this with people. Look, if you're on a bicycle and you're riding along, when do you get to coast? <laughs> Never. <laughs> well, when you're going downhill. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So if you're coasting, if you're living in your comfort zone, guess what? You're not staying level. You're going downhill. Exactly. And a, and a lot of people don't get that. They think, well, if I live in my comfort zone, everything's good. It's easy. It's fine. But the truth is it doesn't stay there. The truth is, is that you're going downhill. You can't stay level all the time you're going to have to do things differently to continue to stay level or you go downhill right okay so i think that's the biggest thing is getting people on board with them you know to the next vision and dealing with all their insecurities because everybody's going like this what that what does that mean for me how's it going to affect me what and but nobody speaks those words they just Mm -hmm. all feel those words which creates resistance and doesn't it also have to do with the, the value of the change has to be greater than staying in the status quo? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right. But you got to convince people of that because yes. people are so, they live in so much insecurity and nobody would say that I live, you know, nobody's got to go, I'm insecure, but we all are. <laughs> yeah. I, I am. I am. I get scared. I get nervous. I'm afraid. I, I don't like failure. But, you know, it's the people, I think that John Astroff said that it's the difference between the person who's successful and the person who's not, is that we all have fear, because fear is normal, it's natural. The person who succeeds is the person who does it anyway. Right. Who, who breaks through that fear to get to the next plateau or wherever they're going. All right. right. You, you have another acronym that you use um, as a method for goal setting. Um, what is what does action as an acronym stand for? Oh, A C T I O N. So this is a goal setting thing that people can use to help them uh, not just write the goal, but kind of feel the goal and, and get to the place where you're going to do the goal. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't even know how to write goals, and and so A stands for are measurable and specific. So a lot of people think, well, if I just want to be better. Well, we can't measure that. We don't know how what the measure stick is. We've got to get really specific on what that looks like. So the first step in writing any goal, is it measurable? Is it specific? So we could have a measure stick for success if we know we're achieving it or not. The C is really important because it stands for committed. Are you committed? And this is where most people bail, right? Yes. They set a goal. Just like New Year's Eve resolutions, which absolutely every I have a friend that's a owner of a Anytime Fitness. She's like, January's coming, we gotta be ready. And she goes, we gotta keep these people, we have to keep them because you know most people have that commitment. They think they have a commitment, but it's not. They're interested, they're not committed. And they know this because three to four weeks later they're gone. Right. They're, they're interested, they're not committed. So you have to get committed to your goal. You have to get your people committed to the goal. And the the way you do that is you have to provide a big enough why, a W-H-Y, what's your why? If people don't have a big enough why, they're going to be interested and not committed. And interest, interested people quit. They don't uh-huh. get through the challenges. So C is committed. T is the timeline. You have to have a timeline because it creates the urgency. If there's no timeline, then people do this someday, which is not a real day. 
mm-hmm. know, someday I'll have this beautiful home. Someday I'll, no, it's not a real day. We have to commit to a timeline so that we can see the urgency and feel the urgency to take the steps. I is in writing because if it's in writing, people are 50 to 100% more likely to achieve a goal if they write it down. 50 to 100%, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Just taking the action of writing it down. Yes. Uh, yeah. What yeah. was ownership? So you have to you have, to have accountability for that goal. You can't just go, oh, hey, I want to make $200,000 next year and not have any accountability for how you're going to do that. How are you going to make that happen? What does it look like? What are the ste- action steps to take to get there? So let's say that I said, I want to make $200,000 next year. And now it's November and uh, I've only made 100000 So I say, oh, crap, I got to make $100,000 in December. Well, that's going to be pretty hard mm-hmm. to do. In my current state of affairs, I'm going to be at work. Some other people, that might be easy. But for me, that would be really hard. So you have to be accountable for that. And the end is that it's got to be negotiated. And negotiated means, you know, it, whatever goal you have, you can't do it in a vacuum. Because there's always people affected by that. So do you have to negotiate with your family? Or is it with your team members? Is it your staff? It has to be negotiated because it has to be everybody on board to make it work and happen. And so those are some of the steps that you take to make a goal. Um, You know, how you write it, how you think about it, how you envision it, how you commit to it. It becomes more than just a written it down, you know, write it down. It has to be specifically, you have to think about more than I'm just going to write this down. It's got to be the timeline. It's got to be, am I committed or whatever? So those are the, that's the way that you get people into the goal with you. And coach, when I really like the the last one, the, the negotiated, that you can't do things in a vacuum. Uh, and I think this is something that also happens in visions is that we don't align other people's visions with ours and therefore their goals and the steps that they have to take don't align with yours and so you're constantly in conflict and things don't happen or they get so frustrated that that they as the team leave you because you're using what I call command voice you will do it this way and you will love it um, kind of thing. you'll we'll all march in the same direction but if they're not on board with you then they're going to fall off and and go someplace else and leave you abandoned in in some respects and not being able to achieve your goals, right? That's the hardest thing to do, I think, is is that as a leader, is it it you're you're leading, but you have to get everybody on board with you. Exactly. You can't just be. You can't just say to them, "Listen, you get on the you get on the ship with me, or you get off." Well, that's <laughs> not. You know. Because they might mentally be jumping off and not mm-hmm. physically be jumping off, but they're not with you. And so the hardest thing is to is to develop the skills of listening, to really mm-hmm. be present, um, to have other people challenge your view or your vision without getting upset and get your ego involved. You can be present and have those discussions to let other people feel valued um, mm-hmm. in your discussions. That's the piece of it. I mean, leaders think, I'm just going to go in and this is how it's going to happen. It doesn't work like that. No, and that's because leadership isn't called command. Leadership is called <laughs> influence. And Absolutely. so you do have to be, you have to build a deep relationship. You have to understand what motivates them. You have to be inspirational. 
And if you don't do those things and, and get to know the people who are working with you and really use that influence, you're right. They won't stay. They'll be on the ship, but they're not doing anything. Um, or they'll be on the ship and they're sabotaging the ship, which is oh, really yeah. fun. Oh. <laughs> and that kind of thing. So, Coach, when you have an amazing free offer that that is just almost beyond belief, but I'm excited about it, would you tell the audience uh, what you're offering? So my book that's titled Unleash the Winner Within You, A Success Game Plan for Business Leadership and Life, I'm willing to give that away for free, F-R-E-E, no shipping involved. There's no catch to it at all. I just want people to have the opportunity to um, grow, to read, to evolve, and hoping that something in the book touches them in a way that would cause them to elicit a change and a positive change. So it's absolutely free. I know that you have the information for how they get that. Absolutely. And there's no, there's no, I know it's crazy, but there's no catch to it. You don't, you don't say to me, I want the book. And I say, well, it's going to charge you $8 for shipping. That's not what I'm doing. <laughs> you just have to say to me, you just have to email me and tell me you want the book. And then that's mm-hmm. it. And, and that's so easy and so effortless. And to get such a, a valuable resource for building your championship team, your Olympic team, using the win philosophy and the action steps to setting goals and all of these good things. So, Coach Wynn, do you have, let's say, three key tips coming out of this that people should not forget? Well, number one, t- one, number one tip is that you're going to have to feel yourself. You can't expect somebody else to feel you. And what I mean by that is what are you doing, what are your habits every single day? What are you doing every single day that's going to fuel you so that you can, as a leader, give to others? You can't give what you don't have. So that's number one is what are your habits? What are you doing to fuel you? Number two would be are you being coached by somebody else? Are you getting, are you willing to be coached? Are you willing to get advice to seek mentorship, to seek coaching from somebody else so that you can grow? Sometimes we can't see who we are. We need somebody else to look at us, to give us some input. You know, what I know about people who are successful is they read books, they ask for coaching, they seek help. They don't stay stuck into, you know, who they think they are. They're asking for people to help them evolve. And the last one I would say is that, you know, your internal language, how important that is, being aware of your I am words and those things that you tell yourself throughout the day, how critical that is to your success the, and the emotion connected with those, how those can, how that can move you forward out of where you are to where you want to be. I had somebody the other day that came to one of my speeches, had listened to me before and said, you know what, after I heard you speak, I took action. I got out of a, I got out of an abusive relationship. I got a counselor. I've got myself in a new place, in a new apartment, in a new job, and I'm ready to take on the world. Man, wow. <laughs> that gives me chill bumps thinking that somebody heard those words and took the action by understanding how powerful the words I am are and, how, and what she was doing to herself and how she was able to evolve and move forward from just taking um, a notification of what she was saying to herself. Wow, that is so imp- so impressive. So audience, you heard her say it. Three top tips. First of all, feel yourself. Have 
habits that fuel you so that you are full and then can give to others. Because if you're empty, you can't give to someone else. And number two, be coached by someone else. I think this is so critical, uh, Coach Wynn, that, you know, having a coach, having a mentor, um, read books, get input. Um, If otherwise you're what I call siloing and you know, you're, you're totally oblivious to what's going on around you and where your weaknesses are that that coach can, one, point out to you and, two, can help you move through it. I mean, can you imagine what the Golden State Warriors would look like if they didn't have Coach Kerr? <laughs> I mean, I, I just I can't imagine um, that they would be the championship team that they are today. The coach means so much um, to making success happen and then last of all watch your internal language your i am state i am statements uh what are you saying to yourself and because whatever you say to yourself your limo driver says as you want and again (laughs) he doesn't know whether it's true or not and doesn't really care so um let me ask one more question before we close um, you're a motivational keynote speaker, and I, I've heard you speak, and I, you just blew me away. Um, what do you offer people from the stage that would help them to move past their challenges? I think you talked briefly about that, that are, are stopping them from success. So what specifically do you ask them to do? Well, so I have a, I have a you know, an entire speech. I have several speeches, but one of mine is the unleash the winner within you or unleash the leader within you. And it goes through my win philosophy. And so we go back through, you know, how do you widen the separator gap? And we talk about how you do that versus just telling you you got to do it. So that's <laughs> the one thing. And then we talk about I am and I give them a whole story to help them understand the power of those words and what we do to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we do a, a little exercise where I give them one minute to say I am and they have to give as many uh, positive and true statements about themselves as they can. You see a lot of people stop after about three or four or five in an entire minute. And that's such an eye-opener for people to understand that in a whole 60 seconds they can't come up with more than four or five positive statements about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um and the last is navigate success, and there's a story with that that allows them to understand that, you know, when you ask yourself what you can't do, your mind always comes up with answers. But when you ask yourself, how can I? How can I? Your mind also comes up with answers. And so inside the the stories that I give them some tips that they can they can actually use and take home with them and start working on and trying out so that they can see the difference between how they were before and the tips and tools they can take with them to change them as they depart. Wow, that's really, really, really powerful, um, Coach Wynn. I, I, I would, yeah, I would definitely value um, having deeper conversations with you around widening this, the separator gap, identifying your I am as your power word, and then negotiating or navigating Uh-oh. success. So I'd like to thank Coach Wynn so very much for being on our show today. It's been an absolute joy, and we've learned so many, many things. Uh, And also, if you'd like to know more about the art of hurting cats or creating a movement, please go to my website at www.dare2dreamwithlinda.com or send me an email at lynda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. And until next week, just remember, be courageous and dare to lead. 
Thank you, and goodbye. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week.